0: The book of Ruth chapter 3 is where we're going to be. We're going to continue in our study in this book of Ruth chapter 3 this morning. The story of Ruth reminds us that God is faithful, God is present in the where's God moments of life. And in the first chapter we saw that God takes um, our bitter circumstances or bitter situations and can do something better with those situations. He can redeem them. And we saw in the first chapter that God took a very bitter circumstance for Naomi and Ruth and used that circumstance to redeem Ruth. And then in chapter 2, we saw that not only does God take our bitter circumstances and can he turn it for good, but we saw that God is also faithful to supply what you need in that where's God moment of life. And this morning, as we come into chapter 3, we're going to see this, this Hallmark-like romance, if you will, right? Between Ruth and Boaz begin to heat up a little bit. And I shared with you a couple weeks ago that our family, my family, we love to watch, watch Hallmark movies. Something that we love to do, we're not ashamed of it. All right? Especially at Christmas time, we love to watch Hallmark movies. And I think I shared with you that my all-time favorite Christmas Hallmark movie is a movie called The Christmas Card. And in the movie, the Hallmark movie, The Christmas Card, the dad is played by Ed Asner. Those that are old will know him from Mary Tyler Moore, that show. All right, um, most of you, 90% of you right now, who is that, right? And, but he also you know him as the guy who plays Santa in Elf, all right? And that's a little bit more current. All right, so he's Santa in Elf, but he's also the dad in the Christmas card. And he plays matchmaker in this movie. He plays matchmaker between his daughter, Faith, and this military veteran named Cody. And all throughout the movie, he's trying to manipulate circumstances to get Faith and Cody to like, and, like each other and eventually fall in love. And it's a Hallmark movie, so you know how this is going to end. And at some point, as I said, somebody's going to have snow on their face and they're going to get it wiped off by the other. It's just the way it works. And it happens in this one, so you're not disappointed if you watch it. But in the movie, you have the dad who plays matchmaker. And in chapter 3 of Ruth, we're going to see Naomi playing matchmaker between Ruth and Bachelor Boaz. And as we begin to see this Hallmark story unfold, we're going to see, I think this morning from chapter 3, how God's people respond in the where's God moments of life. And we're going to see how Naomi and Ruth and Boaz all respond with faith in the where's God's moment of life. And that's really the truth that that I want us to to grab a hold of this morning is that in the where's God moments of life, God's people respond with faith, with faith in him. And so let's take a look at this, Ruth chapter 3. And the first we're going to see is Naomi's faith, the faith of Naomi, verses 1 through 4. Then Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor." But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And I think what we see here in, verse, in the first four verses, I want us to see Naomi's response of faith in sending Ruth to Boaz. We see her faith in sending Ruth to Boaz. And you see in verse 1, she says, My daughter, should I not seek rest You. This is Naomi speaking, looking at Ruth saying, I seek rest for you. And that word rest means security, contentment, peace. And this has been Naomi's desire for Ruth ever since Naomi lost her husband, and Ruth lost her husband, which was Naomi's son. And we see that in chapter 1, verse 9. Naomi's husband has just passed away, and then Ruth's husband has just passed away, and she says to them, She says, This is Naomi. Chapter 1, verse 9, the Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. So ever since this where's God moment has happened, Naomi's heart, Naomi's passion for Ruth is for her to have peace, security, rest, contentment. In that culture, being a widow is incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult to just even survive. And say, Naomi knows this. She's like, I just want you to be happy. Ruth. I just want you to be able to be taken care of. And I want you to experience this rest. And then in chapter or verse two, she said, is not Boaz our relative? She said, is he not our relative who is with whose young women you were? See, he's winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. So, so Naomi is like kind of setting this thing up with, with Ruth and Boaz. Why? Because she believes, Naomi believes that Boaz is the way to rest for Ruth. The way to rest for Ruth is through Boaz. This is what Naomi is starting to believe and see. And as I'm reading this, I'm going, that sounds super familiar to something that Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28 and 29. Jesus says this, he says, "'Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, "'and I will give you,' what? "'Rest. "'Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, "'for I am gentle and humble in heart, "'and you will find rest for your souls.'" I think there's a beautiful picture here of what we see in Jesus. That just as Boaz is the rest for Ruth, Jesus is the rest for your soul. He's the peace. He's the contentment. He's the satisfaction. And then we see all this happening, and and, and she wants this rest for Ruth. And now we see her begin to play matchmaker. Verse 2, is not Boaz a relative with whose young women you were? Ruth has been, been working in the fields of Boaz. Naomi's maybe been kind of watching how they've been interacting with each other a little bit. And she says he's winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, anoint yourself, put on your cloak, go down. What's she doing here? She's saying, listen, Ruth, Boaz is the way to rest for you. So go get yourself a bubble bath, put on some perfume, go find your prettiest dress, and go surprise Boaz after work. That's basically what she's telling her to do. So just go pretty yourself up, and you're going to go surprise this fella after work. All right, and then verse 4, she gives some really interesting kind of instruction. Verse 4, but when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. And he will tell you what to do. I mean, you read if like, somebody comes, hey, listen, this is how you get your man. Right? I mean, see, you read that, and you're like, what on earth does that mean? What's she telling Ruth to do? You read that, and if you don't understand the culture, you're like, that is the weirdest thing ever. Creepy. Super creepy. And, and so... What's happening here? Well, to understand this, she's basically saying, get all dolled up, Ruth. Get all prettied up, and then go down to Boaz after work. And when he falls asleep, you put your feet up to his feet. And when he wakes up, he's going to know what to do. Okay. Whatever. Now, what's this mean? Well, in that culture, often the men in that culture, after they would harvest the grain, would sleep at the pile of harvest, where the harvest was. And that was on purpose to protect the harvest from robbers or thieves. And so if there was a big pile of grain, right, the men then would sleep with their head toward the grain with their feet sticking out. And they would kind of make this... this this wheel around the grain to protect it from thieves and robbers. And so here she understands, Naomi understands the culture, and she understands Boaz. Boaz isn't just going to leave his servants to do this. As the leader, he's going to be down there. You see something beautiful about Boaz, the fact that he's going to go and and, and be with the grain and be with his employees and come alongside them and also protect what God has given them in the harvest. So she understands, Naomi does, that Boaz is going to be sleeping at the grain, at the harvest, at that big pile of harvest, and so his head is going to be near the grain, and his feet are going to be sticking out, and he's going to be cold, so he's going to have a blanket over him, and then she says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down there all prettied up, and when he falls asleep, I want you to lie down with your feet next to his feet, okay? Ruth's feet. Boaz's feet they are like this, all right? Weird to us, all right, and then, then what she says is, and so what I want you to do is when you see him fall asleep, I want you to take the little corner blanket that's covering his feet and uncover. it. It's like a cruel joke, all right? It's like, he <laughs> will never know, right? And so she's like, but that's what she tells her to do. I want you to kind of uncover his feet with the blanket. Okay, whatever you say. And, and that's this instruction that Naomi is giving Ruth. Now, what's all this mean? To help us understand what's actually happening here, we have to go to the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 8. Listen to what God has to say to his own people. He says this, When I passed by you again and saw you, behold, you were at the age for love. And I spread the corner of my garment, this is God speaking figuratively to his people. He says, I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered your nakedness. I made my vow to you and entered into a covenant with you, declares the Lord God, and you became mine. Now, this is God speaking to his people. And he's saying, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uncover, right, spread the corner of my garment over your feet, if you will. And in doing that, I'm making a vow to you. I'm entering into a covenant with you, and you are becoming mine. And so when Naomi is telling Ruth to do this, this is a marriage proposal. When Ruth is doing this, she's basically asking Boaz to marry her and to be her kinsman redeemer. That's what's happening here. And so if Boaz, when he wakes up, sees that his feet are uncovered and then looks and sees there's Ruth, if he takes the corner of blanket that she moved off his feet and takes it to cover his feet, it's a yes. If he does nothing, it's a no. And that's what you have happening here. You have this, this marriage proposal taking place. And think about this. Every marriage proposal is, an, is a response of faith, isn't it? I think back to over 26 years ago when I asked Andrea to marry me. It was a step of faith on my part that I'm reading all her signs correctly. That that moment when she, you know, I'd say, will you marry me? She's going to say yes. Even more of a step of faith for her to say yes to me. Right? And so Mary, fellows, think about that. The moment you ask your wife to marry, it's a step of faith. And so think about this faith that's happening here, not just with Ruth and Boaz, but with Naomi. Naomi's the one reading the signs. And she's saying, hey, Ruth, I think you ought to go get prettied up and go down there and surprise Mr. Boaz after work. Because I know that God is working. And I'm pretty confident that God is working in Boaz. And I'm not going to put you in a situation where I think it's going to be a no. I've been seeing how this is playing out. I know that the kindness of Boaz is actually the kindness of God. Chapter two, verse 20. Look at what Naomi says there in chapter two, verse 20. And Naomi said to Ruth, may he be blessed, Boaz be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness, the Lord's kindness, has not forsaken the living or the dead. I, I think Naomi is expressing a ton of faith here in sending Ruth to Boaz, believing that God is working in Boaz to the point that when... Boaz realizes that Ruth is proposing to him. Naomi knows, because God's working, Boaz is going to say yes. He's going to say yes. And so in these opening verses, we see this response of faith from Naomi in sending Ruth to Boaz. And then we see the the faith of Ruth, verse 5. And she replied, Ruth replies to all this crazy marriage proposal, All that you say, I will do. And so she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded. Now think about that for a moment. Ruth is not a Jew. She didn't grow up in Bethlehem. She's a Moabite. So can you imagine? She may, be not, is, she, she may not be familiar with all these interesting proposal customs. And so, can you imagine maybe what she's feeling or thinking when her mother-in-law is like, "Hey, I want you to go do get your bubble bath, get all prettyed up, put on some perfume, find a pretty dress, maybe find one that you know my my son got you for one of the anniversaries before he passed away. Put that on, and then I want you to go down there after work and all that." And Ruth is hearing all this, okay, okay, okay. You mean sit at his feet, light it, lie at his feet, and cover a blanket around his foot? That is super weird, okay. And what she do? She says, "All that you've said, I will do." I mean, what faith? In Ruth to trust Naomi, but even more so to trust her God that she's now believing in. And so what faith I think we see in Ruth to trust Naomi's matchmaking plan, and then also what faith she's having to trust Boaz's response to her. And verse 6, so she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded. I mean, think about that in our own walk with the Lord, if you will. Sometimes God's going to ask you to do something that may not make a lot of sense. Or you may not fully understand it. But you know his heart. And you know he's good. And are we willing to step out and do all that he's commanded? Even though it may be uncomfortable. Or we may not fully understand what he's asking us to do. And so trusting Naomi... She goes and does exactly what Naomi encouraged her to do. She goes, gets a bubble bath, puts on perfume, finds her prettiest dress, and surprises Boaz after work. Boaz falls asleep. Into verse 7, she comes softly in and covers his feet, and she lies down. So this, is, this matchmaking plan, it's like unfolding perfectly, just as Naomi dreamt it up. I mean, just as she thought it up. And that's what she does. So here we have Ruth. She, she goes to the threshing floor. She comes softly and covers his feet and lies down. She's basically popping the question, if you will. She's saying, "Will you marry me, Boaz?" Now, if this happened in our culture, behind the bales of grain and bales of grain, sure, bales of grain. All right, you know, and in the behind the little posts in the barn are all Ruth's family and friends. Even Boaz family, they've got their phone ready, phones ready for the pictures. The gram's going to blow up. Facebook is about to blow up. The proposal is happening. you got streamers up top on the rafters. Somebody's up there ready to put down snow, fake snow, just to make it so beautiful. The proposal's happening. The drone is flying overhead to get everything recorded. Every, that's what would happen if this was happening here. It's not happening here. But that's how we would do it, right? But she, she's just like, so she does this, and Notice, notice Ruth's response, and in her response, notice her faith. See her faith. I mean, feel the tension that she must be feeling. Feel the anticipation, the fear. What if he says no? What if she says no, or he says no? I mean, can you imagine? Like, she lies down. I, I'm, I'm confident she didn't fall asleep at all because of just the butterflies in her stomach, thinking, what am I doing What's going on? And she's—I just think we see her faith in trusting God, and saying, "Okay, I know Naomi walks with the Lord. Okay, God, I'm going to trust—I'm going to trust you with this plan. And I know Boaz has been super kind to me so far, and I'm just going to trust you no matter what the outcome, no matter what his response. And so she goes through with this anyway. And as this matchmaking plan unfolds, we see Ruth's faith in following through with the plan. To propose, and even her faith to trust the response of Boaz, and then as we keep reading, we see the faith of Boaz. Verse nine or verse eight, at midnight the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. I mean, yeah, right. It's just, behold, a woman lay at his feet. Like we read, they were like, this is crazy. Back then, that was kind of the norm, like especially like a marriage proposal. And he says, May you be blessed. Or she, sa- she says, Back up, verse 9. Boaz says, Who are you? No kidding. She says, I'm Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. Now, you see what she's doing? She said, By spread your wings, she said, Take the blanket, put it over my feet, and say yes. That's basically what she's saying. Verse 10, Boaz says, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first and that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. I think Boaz is absolutely blown away by Ruth's proposal. I think throughout here you see Boaz refer to Ruth as daughter. I think Boaz was considerably older than Ruth. And I think he's blown away that Ruth would pick him. I think he probably had thoughts of I'm too old to be married. I'm not marriage material. I'm unattractive. And I I just think he's completely blown away by the fact and humbled that she would choose him, if you will. And then he says, may you be blessed by the Lord. Verse 11, and now my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen, know that you are a worthy woman. And at this point, when they hear that, everyone comes out from behind the rafters and the bales of grain, the streamers come, everything, now everything's blowing up. He said, yes, he said, I will do whatever you want. And people are going crazy, you know, pictures all over Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, every means of social media, you know, and all this stuff, everybody's so excited until they realize that there's a problem. Like every good Hallmark story, there's another person in the way. And that happens here. Happens here. Look at what he says. Verse 12. And now it is time, or now it is true that I am a redeemer, yet, uh uh-oh, there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning, and if he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. Boaz understands that, listen, there's someone closer in relationship to you, family-wise, who is first more more in line, closer in line to be your kinsman redeemer than me. The way it worked in that culture um, is that the order for being a kinsman redeemer was a brother, an uncle, a cousin, then a close family relative. And it seems like by Boaz's response that he understands, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, as much as I want to be and want to say yes, I want to be that kinsman redeemer for you, there's someone else in line who has first dibs. I mean, think about what he's feeling. Think about what Ruth is feeling in that moment. Oh, you're talking about a where's God moment. And this was a law that God had given for his people to protect the widows in that culture. Anyone who says that God is not for women has not read the scriptures. God had laws all throughout scripture to protect the women in the culture. That's why he put this in there, because in that culture, if the widow wasn't protected, she could starve and die and all her property be lost and be taken advantage of. and So he puts this in there so that she'll be taken care of. And Boaz knows this, and, but he also knows that, listen, there's someone else closer in the family line. And I want us to see the, the faith of Boaz here. This is As we've talked, this is a time in, in the culture of God's people when everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. And Boaz could have just said, forget what God says. Ruth loves me. I love Ruth. I don't care what God says in his word. We're just going to get married anyway. We're just going to go through with this. But he doesn't. He doesn't say that. He knows what God's word says. And being a man of faith and a man who sees obedience to God as more important than what he feels, he's willing to be obedient to God regardless of whether Ruth ends up as his or not. Man, what faith What faith? Boaz's obedience to God's word could mean that he doesn't end up with Ruth, but he'd rather obey God and not get what he wants than disobey. Does that reflect your heart? Does that reflect my heart? What a response of faith in Boaz to trust and obey God in his own where's God moment. I think for Boaz, this is his where's God moment in this story. And he promises Ruth, he says, all right, Ruth, I'm going to go take care of this in the morning. And if he, and if this kinsman redeemer says, it, yes, he, he wants to take care of you, then that's good. And I think Boaz is saying that, I want what's best for you, Ruth. And if that's what happens, then that's good for you because you're going to be taken care of. But if he says, no, I, I'm your man. I, I will do it. And he makes this promise and affirms this. And he tells her to lie down until the morning. And there's nothing inappropriate that happens here. Verse 14, so she lays at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And, and it doesn't tell us, but I, but I just wonder. This is my imagination in the scripture, if you will. I, I just wonder if, like, as, they're feet to feet, if you will. And I don't know if to, up to this point if maybe he took the, the blanket and covered her feet. But I just think as maybe she fell asleep, he took the blanket and covered her. Just to assure her, listen, I love you. It's going to be okay. I don't know. It doesn't tell us that. But I just wonder. It seems to be that's the heart of Boaz. And you see the faith of Boaz here. That he's willing to do the right thing, even when it's hard. Even when, it, even when it means he may not get what he wants. He's trusting God with the outcome. In verse 15, look at the heart of Boaz here. And he says, bring the garment you're wearing and to Ruth. He says it to Ruth, and, and hold it out. So she held it out, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Guys, you want to show your girl that you love her? Just give her some barley. All right bring in the garment you're wearing and hold it out so she held it and he measures out six measures of barley puts it on her then she goes into the city so think about what he's doing here he is showing incredible love to her knowing in his mind that he may not end up with her and yet he is still willing and graciously pouring out and lavishing his love and grace on her saying i'm good regardless of whether you're mine or not here's some barley so you can be taken care of i love that and now we see Naomi's faith again, verses 16 through 18. So Ruth comes back to her mother-in-law, verse 16. She says, how did it fare, my daughter? I mean, like any matchmaker, right? She's like, I wonder how it went. You know, she's waiting up. I can't wait for Ruth to get home. Ruth comes in the door. So I'm sure Naomi's really calm and cool. So how to go? You know, and I'm sure at that point, Ruth is like, oh, you're not going to believe it. He totally freaked out when he woke up. He was like a crazy, totally surprised him. You know, she's, I'm sure she's telling all these details and, and what he smelled like and, and all this stuff, right? All these details. And then she has to say, but there's a problem, Naomi. There's a problem. He may not be the kinsman redeemer, there's another guy who gets first dibs. And I love Naomi's response here. Verse 17 and 18. Ruth is saying, saying, these six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, you must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Verse 18, Ruth reply, or Naomi replies, wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. And I love that. Imagine the emotions of everyone in this story at the moment, right? Boaz and Ruth and Naomi. And I think we see Naomi's faith again in her response. through just saying, Wait on the Lord. Just trust the Lord. God's going to take care of this. Boaz is going to, he's going to work it all out. Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter. Either way, God's going to take care of you. Whether it's the kinsman redeemer that's in front of Boaz or Boaz, God is going to take care of you. Just wait on the Lord. And someone said this, Naomi's advice to wait clearly indicates that she has taken a stance of faith and expresses to Ruth a confident, expectant belief that only God could bring this romantic, redemptive rendezvous to a righteous resolution. What faith. And that's the truth for us this morning, that in the where's God moments of life, God's people respond in faith. But we know where else we see this? The book of Hebrews, chapter 11, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, Noah. Where's God moment? Build an ark. Don't know what that is. Never seen rain. Build it. Okay, I'll build it by faith. Abraham, I want you to uproot your family and go to a land you've never experienced before. I don't know how to get there. Go, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll show you. By faith, Abraham. Sarah, I want you to have a baby, a baby boy. I'm too old to have kids. I get that. Trust me. So by faith, God's people in the where's God moments of life respond with faith, with faith. Spoiler alert to the Christmas card. At the end of the movie, dad has done his job. He's played matchmaker perfectly, or so we think. Cody falls head over heels for faith. But he's not quite sure if faith loves him. And so he leaves. He leaves. And what we see at the end of the movie is faith responds. We see the daughter, Faith, go after Cody, wipe the snow off his face, and they live happily ever after, right? The end of the movie, The Christmas Card, at the end of it, it closes. It ends with faith responding. Faith responds. And so what's your response of faith that God is wanting you to take this morning? As the band comes, I just want us to think through that for a moment. What's the response of faith that God is wanting you to take? Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Naomi was seeking rest for Ruth, and the rest came through Boaz. If you're here this morning and a follower of Jesus, regardless of your circumstance, your soul is at rest because Jesus is your rest. He's your rest. And how do we receive this rest? Paul wrote it in the book of Romans. He said this He said, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. And if you're here and you're not a follower of Jesus, you have a where's God moment in your life right now. And that where's God moment is that you are separate from God and you are a sinner. And the destiny for someone who has rejected God and not surrendered to God is, is hell, is separation from God forever. But Jesus says, just come, come to me and let me be your peace. Let me be your contentment. Let me be your security. Let me be your rest. Let me forgive you of all your sins. Let me wash you clean and just take me. And, and, and just as Naomi saw Boaz as the way to rest for Ruth, for, for those of, of us who are here without Jesus, see Jesus as your way to rest rest for your soul. And so for you, I, the response is just take Jesus. Just take him. Just take him. And so will you? For those of us that are followers of Jesus, what what's the response of faith that God is wanting you to take? Maybe you're not experiencing a where's God moment right now. Maybe the response is just simply to wait, like Naomi encouraged Ruth. Maybe the response of faith is just, I'm just going to I'm just gonna step out in faith and and I know God's been telling me to do this or talk to this person for a while, I just haven't done it yet and you're gonna step out in faith and talk to that person. Maybe that step of faith is giving forgiveness or receiving forgiveness. Maybe it's starting that Bible study at work or in your neighborhood. I don't know, what's your response of faith this morning? I just want us to just stand. Can we do that now and stand? and, And just right where you stand, just kind of close your eyes and ask the Spirit of God to show you, to speak to you. What's the response of faith that he is wanting you to take? What's the response of faith that he's wanting you to take? Ask him.